Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. It's spooky season. Halloween is almost around the corner. And last year, I had a podcast episode talking about Halloween and the thinning of the veils and the in-between places. I believe that was season one, episode nine. Well, this year, I want to talk about the Celtic holiday, Samhain. Samhain begins on October 31st and ends on November 1st. This marks the midpoint between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. It is the beginning of the dark half of the year. Ancient Celts celebrated the crops being safely stored, ensuring their survival through the dark winter, and the end of the harvest was a time to honor families and community with a fire festival. And what I thought was really cool is that a member from each household would take a torch from the communal bonfire back home to light their family hearth with it. And keeping that hearth lit would protect the family from evil throughout the winter months. And why would they need protection? Well, the Celts believed that during this time, the doors to the other world were open, and this thinning of the veil made it easier to connect with deceased loved ones, fairies, and spirits. And they also believed that these spirits and fairies weren't always positive entities, and so the Celts would make offerings to these otherworldly creatures to gain favor with them. And the reason for this was to get these beings to aid in the family's survival through the winter. Do we see a common theme here? We're talking about getting through these dark days and through these cold winter months. So it's all about survival. Just as much as it's about survival, it's really about honoring our deceased loved ones as well. What I find fascinating is all the way on the other side of the globe, we have the Mexicans who are believing in El Dia de los Muertos, uh, which is the Day of the Dead. So both of these cultures are understanding the same thing, that during this time frame, the other world is more easily accessed and you can access your ancestors during this time frame. They'll come to you in dreams and things like that. And that's why we're setting up altars and practicing divination. Okay, jumping back to survival mode and getting through the winter. Um, In this day and age, we don't think about the need to survive through winter. However, the importance of Samhain remains the same, to recognize the ebb and flow of life and that every day cannot be the same. Samhain is a contemplative holiday. It's a time to reflect upon our gains and our losses and to honor the dormant seasons in our lives. What do I mean about the dormant seasons in our lives? It's the seasons when we lack abundance, the days where we aren't as productive, healthy, put together, or happy. It's a time to embrace the days in which we've been somber or lazy or have lost something or have failed at something. In our culture, we tend to celebrate the good things more than we celebrate the things that we see as negative or bad. And so we celebrate our wins, our happiness, the positive things that occur in our life. And when things go wrong and when there's loss and grief and failure, we tend to just kind of scoot it under the rug and look the other way. And Samhain really reminds us that life is a cycle and to have a full life, you have loss in it as well. And to recognize and to honor that loss, it's just as important to celebrate that as it is to celebrate the gains. So to celebrate Samhain, light a fire to burn away bad energy and negative influences, decorate with colors of black, silver, and gold, bring in the harvest energy with pumpkins, apples, cedar, and lavender, 
set out obsidian, black agate, and bloodstone for your crystal grids, and then look towards the spirit animals of owls and magpies for their messages. This is a time to connect with your intuition and to pay attention to your dreams. Whether you choose to recognize and celebrate Samhain or not is totally up to you. It's really indifferent. But Samhain is really just a reminder that life has cycles. It has ebbs and flows, ups and downs, beginnings and endings. And it's just as important to celebrate endings as it is to celebrate new beginnings. incantation that I found about Samhain. The veil grows thin at the time of the dead as we honor our long-gone ancestors in whose footsteps we tread. Life retreats into the bulbs and roots the time has passed for the flowers and the fruits. As leaves fall thick and carpet the ground, Mother Nature waits in silence profound. Now is the time for apple feast, time to stand still for human and beast. Seek the wisdoms of days gone by and to deal with the past and to let it lie. Face your shadow and accept your faults. Look now to the future to seek your results. For today's card reading, I'm going to use the Angel Tarot cards from Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine. To be honest, this is not my favorite card deck. I have a hard time really getting messages from this deck, but I felt called to use it today, so we'll see what happens. Okay, so I have three cards. And the first card says Renewal. It has an angel standing in the waves of an ocean, and it has a family out in front of this angel. They're gazing upon her and the card says review and evaluate a favorable assessment of facts time to move in a new direction as i look at this card i have a feeling of i need a sign i'm wanting to make new decisions but i need a big bold sign so that i can feel comfortable in moving forward in this new direction as the family looks upon this angel, she has like a sword and at the tip of the sword, there's this beacon of light, almost like a torch. So we're looking for the lighthouse to guide our way. We're looking for something that's going to lead us to calmer shores ahead. This card to me says it's not going to be calm and easy. The waves in front of this angel are rough and they're really churning. And yet she's standing on the other side of it. So making this decision is not going to be an easy one. Moving forward in it is going to be almost treacherous. But if you are bold enough to move forward in it, there can be calmer shores ahead. The second card that came out is Ego. The card says a false sense of entrapment, being overly focused on material things, negative or fear-based thoughts. This card has an angel with her wings kind of cupped around the top of a man's head. And he's surrounded in this really bright aura. And he's carrying a purse with lots of coins. And yet he's got a mask over his face. And it is night on this card. It's not day. I'm seeing twinkling stars and things like that. 
I really want to speak to that fear-based thoughts and how sometimes, even though we're in the wide open on a beautiful starry night, our mind keeps us trapped in those fear, anxiety, like I can't get out of here, I don't have enough money, I'm never going to be loved, I'm never going to lose weight, I'm never going to be healthy. Like we get stuck in that cyclical thinking of our own negative thought patterns. And it's like a mask over our eyes. We can't see the wilderness around us and how wide open and clear and beautiful everything is because we're so stuck in our own thoughts. So if you have a fear of, I'm not going to be financially stable, I'm not going to have the abundance that I need to make this decision, to move forward, to feel safe and secure, just know that your angels are around you during this time. And if you could take a moment to just really sit with yourself and recognize what your fears are. And if they are true or if they are not. Now, I know a lot of our fears come from a place of experience. Well, yeah, they're true. I've had this happen before and this is how it's turned out. But this is a different time and place right now. And even though you had that experience prior, that doesn't mean you're going to have that same experience moving forward. And then the last card is five of fire. It says completing goals, bothersome details and conflict with others. This whole deck right now is feeling like it's inner conflict, inner turmoil, and fighting with your own self. Like you got to get out of your own way. You're your own worst enemy and you know it, but it's really difficult for you to kind of get out of your own headspace and into, okay, we can do this. So come up with some mantras, um, get in your body, focus on where that, that feeling, that fear is residing. Is it residing in the pit of your stomach? Is it residing where you can't move your feet to move forward? Is it residing in your throat where you feel like you're choked and you can't say the words? Find where it's physically residing and sit with it for a minute. Breathe into it and breathe it out. All these cards indicate that even though things appear or feel difficult, impossible, that in fact, it is not impossible and it can be done and that there are smoother roads ahead. I mean, this five of fire card has rainbows around it and has beautiful jewels on it. The ego card has this glorious aura, like so much energy around the man and this beautiful night sky and forestry. Things will get easier as you go. What's in motion stays in motion. You just got to take the first step. For those of you that follow me on Instagram, you've probably already seen this post. Right after I edited the meditation audio, I went outside to go get the mail. And when I came back, I saw this large spider. It looked like a freaking Halloween decoration, but nope, it was real. I was like, uh, hey, buddy, can you let me in the house? Um, 
But I always, when things like that out of the blue happen, I always kind of sit with it for a minute and say, okay, what message are you bringing to me? And obviously the first message is expect the unexpected. I would have never expected this giant spider outside of my house, but spiders have their own animal meaning, totem, animal, spirit, animal meaning, and their meaning is feminine creativity. Also with that patience and striking when the opportunity arises. So you think of a spider and they weave their own web and then they sit on their web and they wait for their prey. And once the prey falls into the web, they strike immediately and go to work. I mean, that's a little morbid, but that's the meaning of the spider is you have to sit and wait patiently. You've made your web, you've made your decisions, and now you have to wait as things unfold naturally, and then strike as soon as opportunity arises. You don't want to hem and haul. You want to go ahead and make that decision, get off the fence, and get to moving. So I love that Spider came to deliver that message to me, and I just had to share that here on the podcast as well. After the card reading, I looked over at my bookshelf and I was really wondering, what am I going to do for today's meditation? And I felt very drawn to go and choose a book from my bookshelf. I went over there, I crouched down, I was looking at the bottom shelf and something within me just was like, jump up. It's not down here, it's on the top shelf. So I go up there and I knew exactly which book to pull. And so I pulled down Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And as I had the book in my hand, I heard, turn to page 59. And so I think this is really funny because of the card reading that we just had. On page 59, it says, what do we do now? I see my patterns and I choose to make changes. Decide to change, which is basically what our card reading was saying. It was talking about making these changes, but we're our own worst enemy. And then I pull this book down and bingo, we've got the same message repeated. So here we have uh, decide to change. There's a couple of things that I really liked about this chapter. I'm going to read you one paragraph here. It says, if you really want to know how stubborn you are, just approach the idea of being willing to change. We all want to have our lives change, to have situations become better and easier, but we don't want to have to change. We don't don't want to have to do the work, right? Uh, We would prefer that they change, that the people around us change, that our environments change. But in order to have this happen, we must change inside. We must change our way of thinking, change our way of speaking, change our way of expressing ourselves. Only then will the outer changes occur. I like how they were like, you think that it's the atmosphere around you, it's the people around you that's the problem, but they're going to be who they are. You can't do anything about that, which I have a story kind of related to that. But before I get to the story, I want to share this beautiful little incantation that they have in here. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I now choose calmly and objectively to see my old patterns, and I'm willing to make changes. I am teachable. I can learn. 
I am willing to change. I choose to have fun doing this. I choose to react as though I have found a treasure when I discover something else to release. I see and feel myself changing moment by moment. Thoughts no longer have any power over me. I am the power in the world. I choose to be free. All is well in my world. This really spoke to me because it's like, take back your power. You know, when people have wronged us or have hurt us in some way, it still is a bit of our power. And I was recently talking to one of my friends and we were talking about how when we're wronged, we want to have this dialogue with this person and get them to come to an understanding of what they did and how it was wrong and how it affected us. And we want them to feel a certain way and change their behavior. But the reality is that's really difficult to do. Most people are not going to change. They might recognize, they might apologize, but they're not truly going to understand the depth of hurt or damage that they did to you. What ultimately happens is you stay in that loop, that loop of anger and hurt, and you're wanting a conclusion. You're wanting things to be wrapped up, and it's just not going to happen. Your power has been taken from you, and you've got to reclaim it. And being willing to change is part of reclaiming it. Now you know better. Now you have some more boundaries. Now you can recognize the red flags sooner. Now you can put your truth out there and walk away and not feel like you need something from that or from them. Because you're walking away, reclaiming your power and saying, I'm not going to let this hold captive. And that even goes for your own thoughts. You know, we are so imprisoned by our own mind sometimes that we really are our own worst enemy. And even when we recognize that there needs to be a change, we judge ourselves in that like, oh, well, that makes me a weak person. That makes me an angry person. That makes me intolerable or unlovable. And we really judge ourselves on those traits. But in reality, when these things come up, It's not something that you need to take as a personal attack on yourself. And I like one of the sentences that she has in this chapter. It says, I no longer choose to believe that I'm a bad person just because I find something else to change within me. That's big. Just because I find flaws in myself doesn't mean I'm a bad person, doesn't mean I'm broken, doesn't mean that I can't overcome it. It just means something's brought to the surface. And now that I'm aware of it, I get to make changes for the better. So be willing to change. But not just be willing to change. Also, be accepting of yourself. Like, don't judge yourself for here's another thing that I have to tackle, another trauma that I have to overcome, something else that I have to accommodate for somebody else's lack It's not about that. It's about creating your best existence and doing so boldly, moving forward, even though you still have that fear, but know that things are going to be better on the other side. Okay, let me give you the tea. I'm on TikTok every Tuesday giving live free readings to the audience. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's uncommon underscore intuition. 
If you're interested in getting a personal reading from me, I am doing them on a limited basis. You can hop over to uncommonintuition.com and find the dates and times there. And continuing, I am doing a virtual event. My next virtual event is going to be October 20th. I'm going to be doing a full moon ritual uh, ceremony, if you will, where we're going to be doing some protection work. We're going to do manifestation work. We're going to do energy healing. And of course, I'll have some personal readings on there as well. And these are conducted over Zoom. On commonintuition.com, you can find all the things about me over there. I look forward to seeing where this journey takes me. And I love that you are along for the ride as well.